Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. I think I had, and I'm not sure if I I really gave you all many details about this, but <clears throat> so I had, I had gone to a, an event, a week-long event in late January, beginning February of this year. <clears throat> and while I was, while I had just gotten there and just, gotten into my hotel room, I got a text from my, this is a family that is very close to me. I've known them for about 20 years. Uh, they're, so her granddaughter went to the same school as my daughter and I was, I was like, I, I was very, very close to this family and her. And so this, this young person is like a daughter to me. I, I have affectionately called her my fifth child <laughs> because at the time I had, I had, uh, three children and a stepdaughter, um, she was like a daughter to me. She used to go on trips with us. She um, was always spending the night with us. I mean, she spent a whole lot of time with me when she was young. And then my marriage fell apart. And for many years, I did not see her very much. And then... Uh, a couple of years ago, we really did get reacquainted. We used to meet up uh, for like, and I would meet up with her grandmother. So, um, and so her grandmother and I really, over the last couple of years, really have become friends. I mean, she is just a dear friend and I would go visit her like on Friday evenings um, most, mostly with wine, <laughs> we would sit and just yak, just talk nonsense, nonsensical, like nothing. She would just tell me stories about her life. Um, it turns out that she's, she is indeed about 10 years older than I thought she was, which is quite remarkable. She, she really is old enough to be my mother um, but I, I see her more as a friend than I do as a parental figure in my life. She's just my friend. And her granddaughter is very special to me and is like a child of mine. Um, and I do see the difference, you know, that, you know, <laughs> but some things are in spirit, right? You know, so this is a very close family to me. And I had been visiting her for quite some time every time she was in town I would because she didn't always live here she she actually had a home in Washington um that I had actually considered like renting a room out of for a period of time and I'm I'm really grateful that that didn't happen or I would have been in Washington by myself um um I would have figured it out, of course, but everything happens for a reason. 
anyway, so, so she, I got this, this really frantic, um, uh, I am from my, my fifth child that, that my friend had had a fairly serious stroke. Uh, she, and she was in the hospital and she could not move the right side of her body was just paralyzed. She had lost her language. She could not speak. Uh, they immediately put a, a tube down her, her throat, um, to, to, um, I mean like a, a feeding tube is what I'm trying to say. So they put in a feeding tube so she could not even eat. And, and then they like catheterized her and, you know, and just, um, really, really set, you know, and I, and I'm not sure how much, how much of, of it was all necessary. I really don't know. I, I'm not a medical doctor. I don't, I don't know. I don't know these things. I don't even quite understand what a stroke is to begin with. So, but I was, I was fairly distraught when I, um, when I heard of the news. And then when I was at the event, I was sending her all kinds of, as much of, of healing energy as I possibly could. So I get back into the town I live in and I go down to visit her. Like the first weekend, pretty much the first weekend I got back, I I went to visit her. The first time that I went to visit her was pretty rough. I mean, I was I was pretty devastated uh by her condition. Um she was really having a hard time talking to me. Um the the nice thing was and I'm so I'm guessing that this may have been two weeks after or maybe a week after, I'm not sure. Maybe like ten days after she had the stroke and was hospitalized. She was taken to a um like a secondary hospital. Um a hundred miles from where we are, which was really challenging to um figure out how to make sure that people were visiting her from this far away I mean it was really challenging um but it's just what had to be done um so when I went to visit her they had um a speech therapist had come in and they were checking her swallowing they were trying to have her eat different types of liquid. And even while she was laying there, I was, um, cause I had just come back from a, you know, very intense. Um, and so I had been doing some of what I, I do in sending, you know, and trying to send as much love to this person as possible and the energy of, you know, what I perceive to be God, God love. And, and, um, and so when she like came, came to, 
because she was a little bit in and out. Uh, she was really frustrated. She could not, she could not speak very well. And she was very frustrated that she could not speak. But at some point during this time, I told her that she was going to be able to eat whatever she wanted. I didn't know how long it was going to take before, um, but I just knew that she was going to one day eat whatever she wanted. And this was kind of important because we always ate together. I mean, we ate, like eating was like a huge thing for us. Like we would go to restaurants and, um, you know, we had just uh, a few, I think a few weeks before I had gone to this event, she had, we had gone to eat at a, at an Italian food restaurant. I would pick her up and take her to eat. We'd go have Mexican food. Um, it was just a, a part of what we did, you know, it's, it's, um, it's enjoying a meal together. So I knew, I just believed that she was going to get this feeding tube out. And it wasn't that long before, I guess they had to do a swallow study and make sure that she was swallowing properly and not aspirating on her food. And then they, they did take out the food and she could eat whatever she wanted. So I think that I'm not sure of the timing, but... I had come back. I'm not sure if it was exactly the next week or I, I, the timing is really off for me. But then I went back to see her a second time. And when I walked in the room, she said my name. It was not perfect, but I knew she said my name. And she was saying more words. And I was trying to take inventory of all the words she was saying. But she had quite improved. Um she was still having to be catheterized. Um, but, and, you know, and then it was at this week that I said, you're going to walk out of here. You will walk out of here. And, <laughs> and here was the other thing that was happening during this time was that I'm, I'm trying to, I'm talking to my fifth child and I'm just because they're telling her that it's a hopeless case. Your your grandmother is this is very serious and your grandmother is basically going to be in bad condition for the rest of her life and I just I said you cannot believe that. You can't. You, you just, I said, you just have to listen to what they say. So I don't know why they have to be like that. Sometimes they want to prepare us for the worst so that the best will be, you know, and I just don't understand it. I don't understand. Wouldn't it be better to just say, we're not sure how this is going to turn out? I mean, I feel like that would be a better thing to say because they don't know. They don't know how it's going to turn out. So she ends up getting moved to another hospital. So this, this happened in like the end of January, you know, and then now it's getting on to May. So like February, March, April. So for three months, she has been in rehabilitative hospitals. So she was moved to a different hospital, and I, which was even further away. 
And I went to go visit that. I went to visit her at that hospital as well. And, and so I was basically visiting her at least twice a month, I guess, on an average. Um, as much as I could, I was, I was going to visit her. But intermittently, I was sending her all kinds of, of, I could just call them like these love bombs or like these healing bombs or I don't know what, I don't know what. So I get the news like recently that, um, that they're going to let her go home. And, and so my, and my, my fifth child is frantic She's like trying to get everything ready and she's sending me these pictures and, and, you know, and I'm like showing my son, you know, I'm like, like, it looked like the bed of a queen. I mean, like literally the bedding and the headboard and everything. It looked like fitting for a queen. I mean, like literally, um, my son was like, that's, is that for her or is that for Queen Elizabeth? I was laughing so hard, but anyway, my son always comes out with these funniest things. He's he's quite quite a funny young man. But anyway, so she's been frantically working to get um her set up at home. And then also with like care like outpatient care to continue with her PT and her speech and whatever else she's going to need and and she's like, she calls me up like, I don't know, two days ago, frantic. Could have been even yesterday. She just calls me up frantic. She's like, well, she said they said that it, it'll be two months before they can get her in. And, and I just, and I told her, I said, I'm sorry about the yawning. I had I had fallen asleep and then I woke up and I wanted to do this. Um so I I woke up. I mean, I um what I said to her was to to she's just going to have to do the work every day. She's going to have to walk to the bathroom. Well, okay, so let me back up. She was starting to walk. She was. She was starting to walk. She, she's like able to feed herself. She, her, her right arm was gaining in strength. It wasn't perfect and it wasn't as good as her left arm, but she was, she was doing it. And so I told my fifth child, I said, I said, she's just going to have to walk to the bathroom and she's going to have to walk to the kitchen and she's going to have to walk to let her dog out. And She's going to have to do this stuff every day. She's just, she's going to have to take up where she left off and all is not lost because, because my fifth child was worried that she would regress. And I actually don't think that that will be the case. But anyway, so she sent me this video yesterday that she did indeed walk out. She walked out of the hospital. And I found myself just in like tears. I, um, at, at the time that I got it, I was, well, I was preparing because I knew they were going to be coming home yesterday. And um, I was at a visit. 
I was at a visit and then I opened it up and I she sent me a video of her walking out of <clears throat> of the hospital. And I I just like just categorically just started to cry. I mean I was just like it's just amazing. <clears throat> it's just amazing. I mean I was I was uh and <clears throat> <clears throat> then I um and then I was thinking about that this is kind of what I've like started to do. I have this um this other person in my life who is um I think she may be actually older than this my friend. Um and her husband passed away recently. I've known her <laughs> uh as long longer even than i knew i knew my fifth child so i i had met this person cuz she was a speech therapist and the town i live in my son was going to see to her office um he my son is diagnosed autistic and he had speech therapy for many years through her services and at some point they had hired me as a speech therapy aide. So I was her, her aide and I learned so much from this person. Um, she was very dear to me and I, I worked for her, um, her speech therapy agency for years. And she at one point became my neighbor. And, and recently her, her husband passed away. Um, and she is she is in a a a um she's living now in some kind of um assisted living uh close to me and I've been meaning to go visit her but I and so over the weekend I am going to visit her I had sent her an a text and I or an I am and I will go visit her this weekend um so tomorrow I'm going to go visit my people <laughs> <laughs> it's like go visit go visit the sick or go visit the the people I mean I think that it means so much it's like I don't know that we always realize how much it means that we just go visit someone you know like my friend just being in town when she would breeze through town um, I would go visit her and we would hang out and drink wine and ginger cookies, you know, I mean, um, and how much it means that somebody would come visit us. It's sort of like community, you know. <clears throat> Yesterday, um, I know this is kind of a weird aside, but Yesterday I had um I had done this like walking guided walking meditation. I live like right by a golf course. I can't always um be on the golf course especially this time of year because there's golfers. And I've been I've been hollered at by the staff there and golf like golfers. They don't want you there. Um but I go on off hours. So Yesterday, it was quite late uh, when I went. I mean, the sun had already set, but it was still a little bit 
um, light, and I and I did this guided guided walking meditation. And in this meditation, there are times where you're supposed to be standing, and then there's times where you're supposed to be walking. There's something about this one that I just and I I had stopped, and I was standing there, and I I. It is just so like amazing to be in this certain space of no space. It it almost feels like like I truly do disappear, but it's sort of like this like vaporizing um feeling. But I I can feel this energy like leaving my hands in particular. And a lot of times I notice that it feels like there's more energy on my left hand than my right hand. And then I've been, something came to me recently, this verse. that My power is perfected in weakness. My power is perfected in weakness. I started to think about how maybe my right hand, even though it doesn't feel like it has the same amount of energy, may be even more powerful than my left hand because its power is perfected in weakness. And I stand there and I, and I send out this energy, this energy of hope, this energy of joy and love to the entire planet so I'm just like and I can just I could just like feel it just radiating off my body it's just so incredible <laughs> And so this is something that I do. And then during this, during this meditation and during this moment where I'm, I'm standing there in this vaporized state, <laughs> I do think about some people. I think about people that I, that I, that I love, that I know. Some people, you know, just, I'm just sending joy to my people. It's like, I mean, one of the things that has been interesting for me personally is wondering if I really, if I really am making a difference in the material world through my intention. I just want to tell you about just really quick about this story because I think it's interesting given the podcast that I put out yesterday and just my practice. This is my practice. So I did something yesterday. I was really upset about something at my work. Something has been going on for a while now and there's just a situation there's a situation and I was just, I was just so, I was so mad about it. 
And and I, I, I absolutely adore my supervisor. I really love this woman. I I do. I I just think a lot of her. And she just keeps like trying to tell me, you know. So she's been she's been saying the serenity prayer to me, which I think is interesting because my dad used to tell me all that about that too. She basically does not want me to get rattled about this stuff. She's like, she can just see this, that me, I'm a really, really passionate person. And so she's sitting there and it's like, this is a waste of your energy. Like, don't do it. Don't waste your energy on this. And so, you know, and I appreciate that. That she cares enough about me to not want me to waste my energy. <clears throat> And so, but yesterday I was just feeling really, it was the same issue, like a, an issue and I was feeling really passionate about it. And then I did this thing that I said that I wasn't going to do and I called someone. So I called my daughter and I'm talking about it and I'm just like, I'm like, just like talking about the whole situation and I'm just like, I'm with emphasis and with passion and I'm just kind of on this mild rant. I mean, it's not terrible, but I mean, I'm I'm good and really angry about it, how this is going down. And no sooner do I do this, that when I, I'm on the phone with my daughter, I get an email. <laughs> I get an email indicate that it has something to do with the situation and it's basically you know we need to have a talk kind of thing <laughs> and these have these and these elicit a lot of fear in me these we need to have a talk about these these like when I hear that I I get really fearful and so I'm I was like, oh, crap. But then it was like an immediate, I did this. I did this. Because I, I did, I broke all of my rules. I broke all my rules. I didn't pass and go to trust. I, I wallowed in, in this idea of right and wrong. And I, I'm like sticking my heels in saying, I'm right. I just know I'm right. And it, and I, I can tell this, I can articulate this, that I, it is all about that. And it's about ego. It's about this desire to be right. Like not not necessarily, not necessarily the desire to be right, but this feeling that I am right and they're saying that what I'm saying is not true and is bothering me and I'm, and I'm just sitting there but it is this sense of rightness in a way it's just like and I'm just like oh dang it all oh, and then I was talking to someone about it remember I said you know don't call anyone don't talk about it you're gonna you're gonna put that one on the back burner and you're gonna let the universe have its way with it whatever that is so being being able to like look at it I was able to see okay I went down the wrong road I knew I was doing it I knew what I was doing when I was doing it 
I knew it, the whole thing. I just was like, and then I was like, you know, why, what, what was that even about? Why are you doing this? You know, and then I was like, and then I'm able to, to heal it. I was like able to look at it. And then there was this, this like underlying feeling, like truly of like that I'm, that there's something like wrong with me, that I suck at my job, like that there was, there was this underlying feeling about it all that, and you know what, I absolutely know that I don't suck at my job, that, that I'm actually quite good at my job. I may not be good at my job in their eyes, but I don't care. I don't care what they, I mean, like, I really don't care. Um, and, and so, and so, but it was like, like, like there are these layers to it of all these little things going on. Um, and then this feeling of being in trouble, this, this overwhelming feeling of being in trouble. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just not even going to deal with it. I'm going to let my supervisor deal with it because she deals with everything and she deals with it really well. And like, I don't even have to talk. I'll just sit in this, the staffing and she'll talk and it'll be fine. It'll be fine. She'll, she'll, she knows how to word stuff better than I do. Um, I, I, I think that that is a better way to handle it. And, you know, when I'm sitting here and I'm trying to think about this from all different angles, you know, as to, as to, um, how to, how to properly handle, handle it. Like, or what could be going wrong? You know how our brains do that. Okay, what could be wrong and how do I fix this immediately? And I, I can't even fix it immediately anyway. But look at what I did. I did that. The, po the power of my thought, the power of my intention brought on this whole situation. And so I was sitting there, okay, now the power of my, of my can totally change the situation because I started to think about it and it could be that, that the talk had nothing to do with this, that it's just, they want to go over cases because we had somebody resign recently and maybe they just want to go who has what, and maybe it's something incredibly benign. And it was like, I have the power to change this through my thought. And so it was like this absolutely beautiful moment to actually see that I actually did have, have my intention does have an effect. Even though it's seemingly negative. I mean, the acceptance that it was seemingly negative and it was something seemingly unwanted. But... It was like bringing it up again for me to look at the situation. Because in all actuality, I feel better feeling better. I don't feel good when I feel like that. When I feel, when I feel angry about a situation, when I, feel, when I don't feel validated, when I feel like my point of view is not valued, when I feel, you know, and, but then if I change my, my, um, 
my, and then I do this other thing. Oh my God. So there's all these coping mechanisms with this. These coping mechanisms, I, I have a list of them. Um, and I actually give it to my clients because we like either we freeze, we, um, we, we go into this doting mode and try to fix it. Um, freeze, but flight is one of them. I can't remember all of them right at the moment. And see, then I start to think about, you know, flight. This has been a pattern in my life. This has been a pattern in my life that I have, you know, that I am very conscious of and I am trying to break. No. I mean, there are times where I have to get out of a situation. There are times where flight is the best, the best solution to that situation. But it's not in this case. Like, I don't want to, to leave this position, but I have to tell you, it came up. My usual pattern came up, even in this small little mini situation. And so it was a kind of this beautiful moment. And so I was able to get off the subject because my brain was just, this is what our brain does. We just ruminate. We just like get in this, like, you know, couldn't get my mind off of it for a pretty short amount of time. I'm thinking maybe an hour. My brain was just, you know, fixated. And then, and then I, I went to a visit. And then when I came out of the visit, the, the, um, there was a solution. There was, um, I mean, what, what happened when I got out of the visit was I got the, the video of my friend walking out of the hospital and, and that was just like so marvelous. And then I went and I did my walking meditation and I went and got groceries. I mean, I was just, but anyway, it's all a process of learning. I do not believe that we are here for lessons. I know people talk about this all the time, karma lessons. Were, I don't believe in that. Not that I don't believe that we reap what we sow. I think we do reap what we sow, but I see that differently than karma. I see that differently. I, I'm, um, but, but I, I do believe that we are here, like we learn stuff. Not that, not that the lesson is given to us. Like, like you're, you know, people want to believe that God is responsible for everything. And I, and I know I talk about this, but it's just sort of this difference. that we that we learn lessons but it's not that god like knocked us over so that we would learn this lesson it's not you know like like because i do believe that god has to do with everything i don't believe in a separation between god and man so god is like i am an expression of god i am an aspect of god so like an aspect of god you know god with me 
You know, so I started to see what I was doing yesterday. So I was learning, I was learning, you know, I was seeing in real time what I had been talking about yesterday in my podcast, having to do with mastering these skills and that I'm going to go straight to trust, as a straight line to trust as I can get. And then yesterday I had a beautiful example. This was a beautiful example of a moment, of a moment to, to, go straight to trust. And, and so, and so it was, um, it was quite delightful (laughs) to like see it in real time, but I don't know if I'm making any sense, but I just wanted to, to share with you about my, my friend who did indeed walk out of the hospital. It was um, it was quite a wonderful moment, and uh, I will be going to visit her tomorrow. <laughs> but anyway, I appreciate you listening, and I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.